بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأصلي وأسلم على النبي المبعوث رحمة للعالمين وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد أنرب العلماء الكرام respected elders and brothers in Islam after three weeks of relentless bombing from a regime that has been persecuting the Palestinians not from 10 years ago not from 1947 but from as early as 1918 1919 after the Balfour declaration when at that time in the entire land of Palestine the Jewish population was only 10% and with the help of the British Jews were brought into Palestine they were armed they were trained and with the help of the British military eventually the Nakba took place in 1947 where hundreds and thousands of Palestinians were driven out of their homes of their lands in Palestine so after three weeks of relentless bombing according to the Gaza government information 12,000 tons of, of explosives 12,000 tons of explosives meaning 12 million kilos of explosives equivalent to the nuclear bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima has been released already on the people of Gaza. Seven, more than 7,000 shuhada have lost their lives, 3,000 or more of which are innocent children, babies, approximately 20,000 wounded or even more than that. Our hearts are definitely shattered. Our hearts are broken, our hearts are paining. Not only the hearts of Muslims, but any person who has an iota of humanity in his heart His heart will be hurting, his heart will be broken and shattered. So our hearts are, are shattered, but at the same time, we do, not, we do not despair and we do not lose hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِنَّهُ لَا يَيْأَسُ مِنْ رَوْحِ اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْكَافِرُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that it is only the disbeliever that despairs in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So on one hand, our hearts are shattered, but we have full hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala A mu'min does not become despondent over the conditions that are around him. And it does not mean that if we as an ummah are suffering today, it does not mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forsaken us. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has abandoned us. Many times these doubts may creep into a person's mind that we are the ummahs of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We are on haqq, we are on truth. Why is it that we are going through so much of hardship? Has Allah forsaken us? Where is the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So remember, it does not mean that we are going through difficult times and conditions as an ummah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forsaken us. Reflect over those sahaba radiallahu anhum, who in the lifetime of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, were put through persecution and hardship, untold persecution and hardship. Does it mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had forsaken them? The beloved Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how much of difficulty didn't he go through to such an extent that once a person from the Quraysh grabbed hold of the Mubarak beard of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and pulled it so hard that most of the hairs, strands of hair of the Mubarak beard of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came into his hand, into his fist. That mean Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had forsaken him. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum were driven out of the lands of Mecca Mukarramah not once but twice. Once to Habsha, second to Medina Munawwara where they lived for centuries, thousands of years. They were made to go through that hardship. Did that mean Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had abandoned them? What about those three long years when the Quraysh had boycotted the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, the Banu Hashim, the Banu Abdul Muttalib, in the valley of Abu Talib? It was a complete boycott. 
sanctions against them. Nobody was allowed to do any type of business. Don't sell them anything, not even food, not even necessities. The only food they had for those three long years was a little that people would smuggle and bring in. Otherwise, they were surviving on leaves, on pieces of leather, skin and hide. They would find hide, leather. They would boil and cook that and eat that. Any person that came to sell anything to them was stopped. For three long years, this continued. The crime that they had committed, the only crime was that they had said, Rabbun Allah, that our Rabb is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Quraysh wanted to break the resolve of the Muslimin, to make them, force them into forsaking their deen. But after three long years, what was the outcome of this boycott? In the words of a Hashimi, one of those people that was subjected to that boycott, Ibn Hisham rahimahullah, has quoted this Couplets of this Hashimi. He says, Alaysa abuna Hashimu. Alaysa abuna Hashimu shadda azruhu. Shadda azrahu. Wa awsa banihi bitti'ani wa bitdarbi. Wa lasna namallu alharba hatta tamallana. Wa la nashtaki. Wa la nashtaki. Bishayin qad yanubu minan nakbi. He says, are we not the sons of Hashim? Is not our great grandfather Hashim? Hashim was a great grandfather of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the son of Abdullah, the son of Abdul Muttalib, the son of Hashim. He says, are we not the children of Hashim, who was a man of firm resolve and determination? He taught us, our children, to withstand the piercing of spears and the strikes of the swords. وَلَسْنَا نَمَلُّ الْحَرْبَ حَتَّى تَمَلَّنَا We are not a nation that becomes tired of fighting, nay, war becomes tired of us. وَلَا قَدْ النَّكْبِ And if any difficulty, any misfortune has to befall us, then we are not people that complain about that hajj. Wallah, I do not think that I will be exaggerating if I say that these couplets has captured the sentiments and the jazbah of every Palestinian. After all, Hashim... The same person who reference is made to in this poem is buried in Gaza. Hashim is buried in Gaza. The father of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Abdullah, had traveled to Gaza when Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in the womb of his mother. And there he fell ill. And on his return, he passed away in Medina Munawwara. Al-Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah is born in Gaza. So after all, this is also their grandfather. And as the poet said, that we have been brought up in such a way that lasna namalul harb. We do not become tired of war, but war will become tired of us. Wala nashtaki, and we do not complain if any difficulty and calamity befalls us. A Palestinian woman, and this is something which I'm not quoting secondhand. This has been shared to me by a family who received this message directly from this woman when she was consoled and condolences were offered that we are so hurt about what is happening. What was her response? Imagine this is a woman, an ordinary woman. She says, Alhamdulillah, we are happy because everything is with the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are happy because everything is with the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. An ordinary woman, we, are not com- we do not complain about the difficulty that befalls us. So I was saying it does not mean that if some difficulty has come upon the ummah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forsaken us. Remember Yahya alayhi salam, Zakaria alayhi salam, they were the beloveds of Allah, but the Yahud had assassinated and killed Yahya alayhi salam, the Nabi of Allah. And after killing 
Yahya السلام, they went after his father Nabi Zakaria السلام, who was a Nabi sent to the Bani Israel and he fled and he ran away from them. He goes into the jungle, into the forest. He finds the trunk, a hollow trunk of a tree, trunk of a tree which is hollow. And he goes and he hides inside that trunk. The Yahud find him hiding in that trunk. The Banu Israel, what do they do? They don't even take him out of that trunk. But whilst he's in that trunk, they begin sawing and cutting that trunk into half. This was the Nabi of Allah. And this was the difficulty he was made to go through. Does it mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had forsaken him? Does it mean that the Yahud or the Bani Israel, they were greater than him? Does it mean that he was a loser and they won? Quran says, not one Nabi, not two Nabis. Fariqan kathabtum wa fariqan taqtulun. An entire group of Anbiya. Ibn Masood radiallahu ta'ala who says, Hafiz ibn Kathir rahimahullah has quoted this. Banu Israel qatalat fi yawmin in one day, 300 Anbiya alayhim they killed. And not that it affected them. He goes on to say in that evening, they were busy buying and selling their groceries, their greens, like nothing happened. Mufassirin say, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, a group of Anbiya, not you killed, but you are killing. Indicating to the fact that just as the Yahud killed Anbiya alayhim in the past, they were, they also were trying to assassinate and kill Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The incident of Banu Nadir is famous. When Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to speak to them, Raqqu fil kalam. They were very polite. Politics create an impression as if we are the oppressed and they are the oppressors. They were very polite in their speech. After speaking with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they go behind his back. Treachery of the Yahud. Who will go and take a boulder and go and throw it on Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and crush him and put him to, put him to an end? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam immediately gets up and he leaves. This is why the Quran says, وَبَاءُوا بِغَضَبٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ That the Yahud, the Bani Israel earned the anger and the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ they rejected the clear signs of Allah. And they killed the Anbiya alayhim in cold blood. Quran has recorded that they have already earned the la'na and the curse of not one Nabi, but many Anbiya alayhim Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah used to say, لُعِنُوا بِكُلِّ لِسَانِ They have been cursed in every language. لُعِنُوا فِي أَهْدِ مُوسَى فِي التَّوْرَةِ وَفِي أَهْدِ دَاوُدِ فِي الزَّبُورِ وَفِي أَهْدِ عِيسَى فِي الْإِنْجِيلِ وَفِي أَهْدِ مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ فِي الْقُرْآنِ Every book of Allah has cursed the Bani Israel. So a mu'min, his heart is shattered. But he does not become despondent. He does not lose hope. He does not begin doubting in the truth of the deen of Islam. Rather, a Muslim looks at this with the eye of Iman. A disbeliever, for him, winning and losing is only in this world. But for a mu'min, he understands that this world is not life. Life is the hereafter. Winning and losing is not here only. It is also in the akhirah. A mu'min looks at what happens around him with the eyes 
of Haram bin Malhan radiallahu an. The uncle of Anas bin Malik. We know Anas bin Malik radiallahu an. The khadim of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The incident of Biru Ma'una. Where 70 sahaba were ambushed. 69 were made shaheed, one survived. Amongst them was Haram bin, 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 bin Malhan. The person that took his life, Jabbar bin Sulaym wa Salma. Jabbar bin Salma. He says, I attacked Haram from behind his back. And as I threw the spear at him, and he says, my eyes can still visualize that spear penetrating the body of Haram and coming out from his chest. And his face lights up with a bright smile. And he exclaims, Fustu wa Rabbil Kaaba. Wallah, by the Rabb of Al Kaaba, I have won and he has lost. I'm thinking to myself, Alastu qad qataltu rajul Haven't I just killed him? What does he mean that he has won and I have lost? Until I learned that he was referring to shahada and he was referring to the eternal life of the akhirah and it was this that brought me into the fall of Islam. So a mu'min doesn't look at the condition with the eye of a non-believer. He looks at it with the eye of iman. That whatever is happening is only with the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is not an occasion for us to become despondent, to lose hope. Just as the Fir'auns in the past met their end, the Fir'auns of today will also meet their end. قُلْ هَلْ تَرَبَّصُونَ بِنَا إِلَّا إِحْدَ الْحُسْنَيَينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs the believers, say that you're only waiting for us. It's only one of two good possible outcomes. Either we will be victorious in this world, or if we are not victorious in this world, we will be martyred. We haven't lost either way. We'll win here or we're winning there. But you, وَنَحْنُ نَتَرَبَّصُ بِكُمْ أَنْ يُصِيبَكُمُ اللَّهُ بِعَذَابٍ مِّنْ عِنْدِهِ أَوْ بِأَيْدِينَا As far as you are concerned, you also have only one of two possible outcomes. Either Allah will send His punishment on you in this world or in hereafter, or Allah will punish you at our hands. Yes, the Qur'an teaches us, the Hadith teaches us, that one of the many reasons, or many a times, the reason why there is a delay in the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala coming, is when our a'mal and the actions and deeds of the ummah are not in keeping with the commands of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Bala in tasbiru wa tattaqu. That all reciters of Qur'an, in tasbiru, if you bring deen in your life. The word sabr, in simple, simple translation of sabr, sabr covers every aspect of deen. If you bring deen into your life, وَتَتَّقُوا And you fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَيَأْتُوكُمْ مِنْ فَوْرِهِمْ هَذَا And if they have to come to you immediately without any warning, يُمْدِدْكُمْ رَبُّكُمْ بِخَمْسَةِ آلَافٍ مِنَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ Your Rabb will send thousands of malaika to come to your assistance. When Hercules was faced, when the Christian armies, Hercules was facing the Muslim armies, and they were suffering defeat after defeat, Hercules became fed up. In Antakia, in Antioch, he assembles all his generals of the armies. And he begins reprimanding them. He says, what is wrong with you? Why is it that you lose battle after battle? These people that you're fighting, are they humans like you are humans? Yes, they are humans. Aren't you more than them in number? Yes, we far outnumber them. Aren't you more well equipped than them? Yes, we are much more well equipped than them. And why is it? That every battle you lose, the generals are all silent. One old general stands up and he says, Hiraqal, O king, O ruler, 
allow me to say and explain the reason. The reason is simple. Why we lose every battle and they win every battle. Min ajli annahum yaqoomoon al-layl wa yasoomoon al-nahar. These people, the Sahaba, they spend their nights in salah. They spend their days in roza, in fasting. Wa yufoon bil-ahd. If they say something, if they make a pledge or promise, then they fulfill their pledge and promise. وَيَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَيَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ They encourage one another to do the good. They command them to do what is right. And if someone is doing something wrong, they stop that person. They discourage him. They correct him with love and respect. And we on the other hand, O Hiraqal, وَمِنْ أَجْلِ أَنَّا نَشْرَبُ الْخَمْرِ We are busy enjoying ourselves in intoxicants, in liquor. وَنَزْنِي We are engaged in zina. وَلَا نَفِي بِالْعَهْدِ We don't fulfill our promise. نَرْكَبُ الْحَرَامِ We do all kinds of wrong, all kinds of haram things. Hiraqal after hearing this says, صَدَقْتَنِي You have spoken the truth. So respected elders and friends, as I said, we are shattered, our hearts are shattered over what is transpiring in Gaza, in Palestine. But at the same time, we do not lose this, we do not lose hope, we do not despair in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these conditions do not mean that Allah has left us, Allah has forsaken us. No. And at the same time, one of the reasons why the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is delayed is we as an ummah have to come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Together with other things that we have to do, but we have to also turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A few lessons that we can take from our brothers and sisters who are there in Gaza in Palestine. The first lesson that I would like to share with you is a lesson of Rida bil qadha of being happy with the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As I mentioned to you, the words of that ordinary Palestinian woman, not an alim, not a, not a person that's known for an ordinary woman. What is her response? That we are happy with what happens, with everything that happens, because it is with the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So be happy with the decision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Any difficulty, any conditions that overcomes us, a mu'min understands that this world belongs to Allah. This world is Allah's. He does as He wishes. We are happy with the decision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We only have good in every situation. The first lesson. The second lesson to learn is the sacrifices that these people have given. That way ordinary people say words like this, أَكْرَمَنَ اللَّهُ بِالشَّهَادَ That Allah has favored me and my family. That Allah has chosen someone to become shaheed from my family. When they have sacrificed their lives for the sake of Islam, for the sake of Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. And ask those who have been there. They will tell you, every Palestinian believes that him remaining in that land is only to protect Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. Because the plot of these people is to remove the Arabs from that land so that land becomes theirs, everything is theirs. So they call themselves Al-Murabitun, that we are here to guard Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. How many incidents haven't we heard where they've offered millions of dollars to sell their small homes, but they refuse. They say, we will never leave here. So they have taught us the lesson of sacrifice. They sacrifice their wealth. They sacrifice their lives. How much have we sacrificed? Are we prepared to make that sacrifice and to march to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? When Allah is calling us, it's not that Allah is not calling us. Five times, every day, 
Allah calls us not for His benefit. We cannot benefit Allah by worshiping Him. It is your success. Can we make the sacrifice? It is easy to make a sacrifice for a day, for two days. But the sacrifice that Allah wants from us, إِنَّ اللَّهَ اشْتَرَى مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ أَمْوَانْفُسَهُمْ وَأَمْوَالَهُمْ بِأَنَّ لَهُمُ الْجَنَّةِ We want Jannah. We want paradise. The price of paradise. As we have to make a sacrifice to put some bread on our tables. To earn Jannah is free. To earn Jannah is cheap. Ummah. Let us wake up from our slumber. If this can open our eyes, what will open our eyes? We have our brothers, our sisters in our homes, our neighbors, ourselves. Why can't we do this much? Create an environment where we encourage each another to come to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To make tawbah. To come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are we prepared to make that sacrifice? The third lesson we learn from these people or we should take from this entire incident, is the lesson that we understand that the Yahud and the Nasara are maghdubi alayhim. I've already recited the ayat of Quran before you. That these are people whom Allah has cursed. Over and above that, their true colors have become completely clear, broad as daylight. Is it befitting of us that we still follow in their footsteps? Or aren't we an ummah that is proud enough, that is strong enough, that we have our own deen, we have our own way, we have our own culture. And lastly, time has run out. Please forgive me for, for, for going over the time. But lastly, respected elders and friends, from this entire thing, what, we, what, what lesson we can learn is that just as on occasion of Hudaybiyah, when Sahaba found it very difficult to accept that they must return back to Makkah Mukarramah, it seemed a moment, seemed like a moment of defeat. But Allah revealed the verses at that time that, oh my Sahaba, to you this seems to be a defeat, but inna fatahna laka fatham mubina. This is actually the start of your success. How many people have become interested in the deen of Islam after what has happened? How many people, how many countries have openly declared the disapproval of what is going on? Something that, something that never happened in the past. So respected elders and friends, just in a nutshell, the message for today is we are, our hearts are shattered over what has happened. But we do not lose hope. We have hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us make an effort to change our lives. Let us do what we can to assist our brothers brothers and sisters there. And let us take lesson from our brothers and sisters in Gaza and Palestine. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire us. Ameen.
الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي أسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد الأقصى والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد الذي أما الأنبياء في المسجد الأقصى وعلى آله وأصحابه الذين بلغوا في جهودهم الحد الأقصى وعلى كل من تألم باحتلال المسجد الأقصى وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فيا أيها المسلمون إن أرض فلسطين أرض مباركة فهي مسكن الأنبياء ومقر الملائكة وأرض المحشر والمنشر فتوبى لها ثم توبى لها وملائكة الرحمن باسطة أجنحتها عليها وقال تعالى سبحان الذي أسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد الأقصى الذي باركنا حوله لنريه من آياتنا أيها المسلمون إن أرض فلسطين قد دميت وحرمة الأقصى قد هتكت وأراضيها قد غصبت وبيوتها قد دمرت ونفوسها قد قتلت فيا لها من محرر ويا لها من منقذ فبادروا أيها المؤمنون بادروا بالدعاء وتدرعوا إلى ربكم بطلب النصرة والفرج واخلعوا عنكم رداء الغفلة واستعينوا بالله بالطاعة وتذكروا قول سيدنا عمر رضي الله عنه حين فتح البيت المقدس حيث قال نحن قوم أعزنا الله بالإسلام وقال جل جلاله ولا تهنوا ولا تحزنوا وأنتم الأعلون إن كنتم مؤمنين أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته أجمعين وارض اللهم عن الخلفاء الأربعة الراشدين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن سائر الصحابة أجمعين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر المسلمين في فلسطين وفي كل مكان اللهم عليك بعدائك عداء الإسلام اللهم أنزل بهم بأسك الذي لا ترده عن القوم المجرمين اللهم شتت شملهم ومزق جمعهم وفرق كلمتهم ودمر ديارهم وأهلكهم كما أهلكت عادا وثمود عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان ويتائذ القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال تعالى فاذكروني يذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون
الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين والضحى والليل إذا سجى ما ودعك ربك وما قلى وللآخرة خير لك من الأولى ولسوف يعطيك ربك فترضى ألم يجدك يتيما فآوى ووجدك ضالا فهدى ووجدك عائلا فأغنى فأما اليتيم فلا تقهر وأما السائل فلا تنهر وأما بنعمة ربك فحدث الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إذا زلزلت الأرض زلزالها وأخرجت الأرض أثقالها وقال الإنسان ما لها يومئذ تحدث أخبارها بأن ربك أوحى لها يومئذ يصدر الناس أشتاة ليروا أعمالهم فمن يعمل مثقال ذرة خيرا يره ومن يعمل مثقال ذرة شرا يره الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله استغفر الله العظيم اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله سبحانك اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل نعم المولى ونعم النصير ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأبتنا على الإيمان وحشبنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان اللهم إنا نسألك تمام العافية ودوام العافية ونسألك الشكر على العافية ونسألك الغنى عن الناس اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم واجعلنا منهم واخذل من خذل دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا معهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة 
وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وصلى الله وسلم على سيدنا ونبينا مولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين